the first time I guess I was like exposed to purity culture was like Nick Jonas and the Jonas Brothers used to wear purity rings. Don't have sex in the stairwells. Just just do it in your dorm room, please. I might have the night to myself or I might have the night to somebody else. Who knows? It puts people in an awkward position to not come to their RA, which is literally in our job description. Hello and welcome to the SP Relationships Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Morrison, here sitting in Ashton Hall with my two incredible co-hosts, Haley Ekin and Alasia Clark. Hey, hey, hey. What's up? Today, we have a very special guest. She was on the Falcon last year, and now she is in charge of her campus SPU. We have Tori MacArthur. What up, guys? This guy. You're not wrong. <laughs> Fun times. Hey, we're in week eight. We're almost there, guys. How is everyone feeling? Feeling like it's week eight. <laughs> yes. Very Ready for, for spring quarter? Spring break. All right, I guess we'll just jump right into it then. Tori, what are your thoughts on sex? <laughs> oh, that's like a very like straight to the point question. <laughs> There's definitely a unique culture at SPU surrounding sex. It's definitely like a taboo topic, I feel like, to talk about. Well, Tori, let me ask you this. Sex before marriage, sex after marriage. Well, I would say whatever you're comfortable with, like who, like if you're comfortable doing that, like if you're close to someone or whatever, also if you're not close to someone, I think it's your choice at the end of the day. I am personally like, I don't think ideas need to be pushed on anyone, especially regarding like sex and relationships. I don't think you have to wait till marriage, but that's a very... Like, I feel like a lot of people have different opinions on that, but that's just mine. What about you, Alasia? What are your thoughts? I feel like always consent is key when it comes to sex. Um, yes. Should be like the number one priority if you are like engaging in that with a partner or someone. And I feel like maybe not just SPU, but like Christians in general make sex a bigger deal than it is. And for me, like, uh, that pressure was always applied to me that, like, it's something sacred that should be between you and, like, someone you really love or your husband or something. But that's not always the case. What about you, Haley? Um, so I believe I'm in the majority here, the majority, the minority here tonight. Um, I do think sex is sacred and should be, you should wait until after marriage. However, that's my personal opinion. However, I am not somebody who is going to condemn somebody who has sex before marriage. I think it is your choice. I think just like anything else in this country and in this world, it like should be your choice. My personal opinion on sex, um, and this is something that has grown over time, is that I believe it is something that I would personally only do with someone that I have a connection with. I don't think marriage is a guide of that because um, I think that marriage is just a government contract at the end of the day. And I don't believe the government should be telling me who I have sex with. As far as marriage in the Bible, again, this is just my personal opinion because it does say in the Bible, no sex until marriage. Um, I think marriage has changed so much um, since the Bible was published. You guys all come from Christian backgrounds, I'm assuming. Have any of you ever had to, like, been asked to wear a purity ring or something of that sort? Yes, Elijah? In middle school and high school a few years in a row, I did this whole, like, purity ceremony thing at my church 
and it was like these this whole like six to eight week long program and oh it was called hey girl and then they had something for the guys and it was called hey bro and I think we paid like maybe ten dollars and you got like a free bible and you got to do all the little thing and then get snacks every week and at the end you had this like purity ceremony and they gave you a purity ring and they were like you're supposed to give this to your husband when you like get married to him and he takes your virginity that just traumatizing right it's so bad so bad we had a falcon thing where we had brought in tina sellers and tina sellers is definitely someone who does not believe in purity culture um and so i would you guys could just describe to me what you believe purity culture is and the role that it kind of plays at spu in your personal opinions it's not something like that comes up in everyday conversations so then purity culture seems to have like a big stigma surrounding it it's kind of just like the idea that women are supposed to be pure and like not engage or talk about like sex or like sexual pleasure which like in my opinion I feel like is very like anti-feministic I think that women should be able to like embrace all of that like just like how people were upset with like Cardi B and Megan Stallion for like making WAP I think there's definitely like some stuff surrounding that that like shames women for wanting that same pleasure that like men always celebrate and talk about the first time I guess I was like exposed to purity culture was like Nick Jonas and the Jonas Brothers used to wear purity rings does anyone remember that and I was like I was like probably in like fifth grade and I was like what is that but I just remember I also remember like the day they like took it off and they were like we're not conforming to this anymore and it was like so scandalous the scandal of the Jonas Brothers it'll get you every time when I think of purity culture, I think a lot of things come up, but I think one of the things that comes up first is like sex education in schools. For me, at least like growing up in a private Christian school my whole life, like I was never taught about sex, was never, never had a sex education class. And I think that's a big issue because I think kind of like Tori was saying, like sex is like a taboo subject, no matter what your beliefs are on sex, you should be educated about it and you should know about it and you should know how to do it safely. And I think it's different nowadays with social media and everything that's out there so like you can learn on your own but I do think it's a problem not mentioning it in schools not talking about it or um taking away access to uh students like not being able to learn about sex and I think that's a big issue um I also think SPU sex policy is involved in this which I know we'll get to later it's just interesting how when you're not educated on something like that you like kind of do the opposite exposing my mom here but she went to like a private all-girls school and she ended up having me when she was 19 like right after she graduated so like sometimes it doesn't always work like not educating people about sex um and I feel like probably that's why like in the late 90s I think Dr. Tina Sellers talked about this that's when like the purity culture movement was like super huge purity culture is a failed concept it absolutely does not work because the fact of the matter is that human beings, when they hit puberty, are wired to want to have sex. And you never, ever get someone not to do something by telling them not to do it. A lot of Christian culture, like just the whole abstinence only kind of thing is just dumb. Like teach people how to do it safely while also teaching religious principles. I think one of the dumbest things about SPU is that they don't sell condoms in the C-store. At UW, you can go get condoms whenever you want, right? 
treating sex like it doesn't exist does not work because people are still going to have sex. The only difference is, is that there's going to be unsafe sex because they're either going to be uneducated or they're not going to be using protection because they don't have access to it, right? I think that this statement on human sexuality should be eliminated completely, 100%. Um, if you couldn't tell by some of the things I've said on Instagram. But, but <laughs> um, yeah, they should get rid of the entire statement of human sexuality. And if you want to have sex in your dorm room, the only thing that's between is you, your girlfriend or boyfriend, and your roommate to make sure that they're not in the room while that's happening. Uh, so that's the only conversation that should be happening. Dan Martin should not be telling you whether you can have sex or not. That's absolutely ludicrous. You're an adult. You're above 18 years old. You should be able to decide if you want to have sex. I will openly tell Res Life that that is the one rule I refuse to enforce. And that is the rule about sex because I think it causes more damage than good. Now with COVID, there is some gray area there because unless you're having sex from six feet apart, which if you are, I commend you, then, um, <laughs> then you're obviously breaking COVID policy. So there is some gray area there. Finally, the only way I would really enforce it is if they're just being really, really loud and they're disturbing people after quiet hours. I remember my freshman year, I was friends with this RA and he, no, he was an SMC. And he was like, had to deal with a little bit of a noise complaint from like people in his call. I, I think, they yeah I think they were having sex and they were just being very loud about it and he kind of like took the same perspective as you did Kyle and he was like uh I'm not gonna mess around with anything about that unless it's a disturbance so he kind of was like I had to interfere but he didn't really want to but it was a noticeable noise. SP doesn't require you to have like a statement of faith like you don't have to be a Christian to come to SVU. Christian values shouldn't be put on students who may not identify with that religion and then therefore like punish, shamed, all this other stuff that comes with having lifestyle expectations. I think SPU does this fascinating job at finding a gray area between a religious organization and a non-Christian university because I think there's a lot of issues with it, but like kind of like Tori was saying, like it's you don't have to sign a statement of faith. Therefore, you shouldn't be expected to like live by Christian lifestyles. If SPU had people sign a statement of faith, which I know some universities do, great. Put that sex policy on there. I don't think it's right, but if you're gonna claim to be that way and then you sign a statement of faith, fine. But if you're gonna be a university that accepts all religions, all sexual orientations that like A, B, and C, then you can't expect students to follow that. Um, and I think it also creates this tense culture within the dorms of, okay, like, I can't have sex here, but me and my boyfriend both live here. So we're gonna have sex no matter what, or else are they gonna do it? And that's just not creating a safe environment for students. In my first week in the SPU dorms, and I was going to practice, it was 6.50 in the morning, and I was going outside the, <laughs> I was walking to the stairs to walk to track practice because I was on the track team at the time. And I opened the stairwell and I see two students in the stairwell, male and female, just going at it in the stairwell at 6.50 in the morning. Many questions there. Um, it was my first week in college. So it was kind of like, welcome Kyle Morrison to uh, the college life. But I opened the door and I was like, wow, that's happening. And then I closed it. I have no idea if they even noticed me. They were very much in the moment, but 
Um, I have no idea if they noticed me. I just closed the door, walked to the elevator, and went to practice. Also, there's a very dangerous component to this, too, um, on not allowing sex on campus, which is that if someone is sexually abused or if someone is raped, they feel scared to report it because they're going to be shamed for having sex in the first place. And so that's, that's just ludicrous to me that you would villainize people for having sex, thus making it harder to catch actual villains who are committing sexual assault. I think it does put RAs in an awkward position specifically because like Kyle was saying, like with the sexual abuse, or if we're going to go like the whole realm of alcohol use or whatever, it puts people in an awkward position to not come to their RA, which is literally in our job description to like be there for our residents and advocate for them and create a safe space for them to come to us so that we can help them through any situation. And we are unable to do that because we're also put in the position of being enforcers of the rules. And so residents feel like okay if I go to my RA I'm gonna get in trouble but like that person is the only person that I'm told like I can go to for these things as well and so it puts the RAs in a really awkward position as well as residents who feel like okay if I can't go to my RA who can I go to I don't know if you guys have heard of like the term like sexiled um I've talked like a lot of my friends like from other schools they're always like I remember being sexiled from my room at like 1 a.m. and I couldn't come back. I had to go sleep somewhere else. And I was like, God, that's never happened to me. Or I've never made anyone else do that because that seems rough. I have never been sexiled. I do think I have sexiled someone, though. I have. On purpose? Someone. Yes, but it wasn't actually me who sexiled them. It was the person I was in with, the person whose room I was in. They sexiled their roommate. So I was in, I indirectly sexiled someone. I was going to say it's always worked out in my favor. My roommate has always either just so happened not to be there or we like coordinate beforehand. I, <laughs> I wouldn't like do it to someone like out of the blue. That's kind of weird. Like I won't make you go. I don't know. Like, where are you going to go? It's your dorm room. Like, you should yeah. be able to go to your space, too. Yeah, I mean, do you guys do the thing? Have you ever done the thing with the sock on the door? No. Me neither. That's so tacky. There's locks on the door for a reason. That's true. That's true. But if you have a key, <laughs> yeah, you don't expect man. anything. That's true. That's why you got to communicate. You don't want to walk in on something you don't want to walk in on. That's a rule for life, kids. You don't want to walk in on something that you don't want to walk in Always on. Always knock. I was just going to say, <laughs> knock. Just it's, always knock. Yeah. Knock, knock no matter what. Knock. Just a little. Every situation. Hey, just I'm a here. little like text, like, hey, I'll be back in five minutes. Wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like Alasia's way she did it, which is you coordinate before. Of course, I don't know. I mean, is it less romantic to have coordinated that you're going to have sex with this person at this exact time? I wasn't thinking like that. I was thinking like, oh, I know I'm like going out with this guy or something. Like, can you just spend the night somewhere else? And may I might have the night to myself or I might have the night to somebody else. Who knows? Mm. I wouldn't like put the pressure on like that. Like, hey, 
it's 8 30 i need my room and this boy's gonna come over to have sex with me so <laughs> fc doesn't have a huge hookup culture but we're also so close to like UW, and mm. like UW like definitely does especially if you like know people who go to UW, like you, you know what it's like yeah but yeah, yeah. i think that I mean, obviously, I think that as a college student, hookup culture can be tempting just because like you're in college and it's like, oh, there's lots of all these new experiences out there. Like you're surrounded by all these beautiful people because you're young and you're beautiful. I find that very unsatisfactory, like just hooking up with random people. I don't know. It just seems like very impersonal. And maybe that's why it's not like as present at SPU. Um because like people know that it's not going to satisfy them in that way and especially since it's like such a small school um like people are going to find out who you talk to or who you hook up with whether you like think you're keeping it low-key or not but I'd hope like nobody's really shaming anyone for that and that like you said like no judgment so you're at SPU it's college you're meeting people say you meet someone that you really really like maybe even love and they don't want to have sex until marriage would that be something you would be able to do? Um, this is like the most generic answer, but it just like depends on the person. Like, yeah. I feel like you could totally just be like, yeah, I'm fine waiting or whatever. Me personally don't think that's going to happen at SPU or in my future. So we'll say that so someone else can, maybe Elasia has a different perspective especially in college like I'm not dating for marriage mm-hmm. I want to have different experiences and it's not like that I feel limited to this person but like I would like if I'm like waiting because you don't know how long it's going to take you to feel like you're ready for marriage with this person so yeah. exactly I don't think anyone I'm meeting right now or will meet in the next five years I will even be like yeah my future significant other and I feel like another part of that is like you want to date to learn more about yourself too I think people forget that like dating isn't always about learning about someone else like it's learning about the things that you like and dislike and you want to be like sure of yourself when going into like marriage or any type of relationship and that's probably why like you said like divorce rates become higher because people don't know themselves when they're getting married like they're getting married because they think that they do. They think that this is something that they want, but in reality, it might not be. I think the whole, oh, I'm dating for marriage thing is so nonsensical because you don't date for marriage. You date to meet people and then the person decides if you want to get married or not, right? Like you can't put a timestamp on it. The person's going to decide when I want to get married. And maybe that's in two years. Maybe that's in 10 years. Maybe that's in 20 years. Maybe that's never. And I think that's another thing that's really dangerous about the whole no sex before marriage purity culture thing purity culture is dumb because it doesn't give you the chance to make a decision it doesn't give you a chance to take ownership of your sexuality whereas having that ownership making that decision like the reason i admire Haley so much is because Haley has made that decision she's made that decision for herself you know and you should everyone should have the chance to make that decision for themselves not have someone give that decision to them because it gives them so much more ownership over their life, over their sexuality, and ultimately over who they choose to love and the future of their happiness and their family. I forget the exact stat, but I know Tina Sellers said this. She said that 
if you get married before you're 25, you have an 18% chance of not getting divorced. If you get married after you're 27, I think she said, you have a 70% chance of not getting divorced. So just taking that time for yourself and meeting people um, and really deciding what you want and being more mature when you make that decision. Like I'm 20 years old. I wake up in the morning and I wonder about homework assignments. I don't wonder about who the love of my life is. Well, on that note, on that note, go check out her campus, SPU. She has some great stuff on there about, you know, what, what, what is her campus about, Tori? The magazine for college-age women. Um, it's all about women empowerment. But also, if you're a guy or you are non-binary and want to join, please do. Um, so we write articles and create content for social media platforms. And we definitely talk about sex and relationships sometimes. That's kind of, we're in a bit of a good spot because we're not an official club on campus. So we can have a little leeway with that. There you go. Sounds fantastic. Check out her campus and check out the Falcon. Read both and keep yourself educated on everything that's happening on campus. Anyway, I would like to thank our very special guest, Tori MacArthur, for talking about all the sex stuff with us. I would like to thank our co-hosts, my co-hosts, my incredible co-hosts, Alasia Clark and Haley Ekin. We will see you guys next week. Um, and thank you again for listening to the podcast, wherever you are, whatever you are doing. And uh, practice safe sex, everybody.